it's our September issue. Well, how about you say it? <laughs> I, can't do it. I didn't know you were recording. <laughs> Can we start again? No, this is going right in. No. You watch, this is going to be in. So welcome back to the women's, <laughs> the women's issue. <laughs> no. The, women, the women's monthly. Start we don't want to know about your women's Start issues. Again. We're talking about the September issue. This is oh what we're God. here for. The most no, important one I of the think, year, the September issue. I think what Claire was trying to say was that the, it's Irregular Mums Monthly. Is that what you're trying to say? Yes, it's our regular monthly. And what Gary would like to call it is the September edition. Issue. September issue. Issue? Yeah. It's more What's of a vogue thing, or is it vague? Vague, yeah. We Either screwed or. that up big time, didn't we? Right. Well, look, here we are again with a Pop-Tarts version of Irregular Mums because we have nothing else to do at the moment. Because we haven't been anywhere or done anything. So this is the September issue. It is. And if you don't get the reference, it's to do with vogue. So we have a list. We've, we've done an awful lot of research this week. We, no, we, we, we went haven't. through our iMessage chats for the last month and put everything that we talked about in a googly docs and, and and then deleted about two-thirds of it because we talk about quite a lot of shit um i don't know anything about the first item on the list which is the comeback the comeback yes so i'll let you own this one Oh, well, well, we can talk about it together, but yeah, you can do that. You've actually watched more of it than I have. Oh, well, there we go. <laughs> so, the comeback was recommended to us by some very dear friends. Um, it's Grobin. Grobin. Grobin, happy birthday. Special mention. Yeah. Um, it's Lisa Kudrow, uh, 2005, basically as a, uh, a famous actress that's making a comeback and they're actually doing a reality TV series filming her comeback. So mm. before the Kardashians were even famous, mm. did anything famous. It's quite before its time. Um, ahead of its time. Ahead of its time. She's <laughs> delusional. She's hilarious. Uh, the She's whole quite painful. Oh, She's, and yeah. Where do I watch it? Uh, Fox it's on Tell Foxtel. Binge. Um, yeah, Foxtel or Foxtel Binge if you've got Foxtel or anything like that. Or you can buy the DVD. I haven't got a DVD It's actually, player. so she's been out of work for a little while, so that, that's why it's called a comeback, obviously. But they've given her this small part in another sitcom, and I think the, in the beginning she thinks it's going to be like a Sex and the City type thing, and she's going to be this woman in her 30s who's an architect, so she's really excited. And then when she gets on set, there's these young people, really young people there, and she said, oh, who are these people? And they said, oh, that's your cast, and we've changed your character. So she ends up being like this frumpy, aunt. frumpy <laughs> aunt, aunt sassy with these hot young things running around so she's just she has about two lines in every episode and the writer hates her and she's it's clear she's just there so that they can film the reality tv show but she doesn't get that yeah. ah. so she takes it really seriously and it's it's actually one of the funniest things i've seen yeah. in a long time like i've burst out laughing so much yeah they've done a season two which i'm yet to watch but that came out 10 years later and it's actually now just becoming quite cult-like, I think. The Is show, it? you're hearing more yeah. and more about it, and it didn't actually do that well when it came out, mm-hmm. because, like I said, reality TV shows weren't really a thing. Mm. Um, yeah, it's really old. That's 15 years ago. Yeah. Mm. And yeah. now... So and she was hilarious. still doing Friends then? No, they'd finished Friends. Um, but you can tell she's used a lot of her experience in TV and from being behind the scenes in this she's on Friends, so you, all the stuff brilliant. she's references. Her them. acting is amazing. You know, the stuff, because you can see these emotions behind her eyes, but then she sort of fakes the smile as well. I, I love her. But but anyway, yeah, you, if, can, you can just sign up to Foxtel Binge. I think you yeah, can probably get a like all trial. of those, yeah, those, yeah. those trial things. Yeah. We do have, get, Grubbin have a DVD, so if you do have a DVD player or a disc drive of any sort, yeah. they I may don't be have anything. Many people do. No, no, not even my Big Mac that I sold to Joel hasn't even got a, a CD drive in it. Because right. we're quite young and hip. Right, what's next? Um, We've got Arndo. Arndo, isn't it beautiful? Yeah, he's lovely. I view. Do you watch it, Gary? Yeah, yeah, they're great. Like, yeah. um, we've watched the 
the, the most recent one we watched with the Sophie Delizio. Mm, um, just such that? an inspiring, like, God, it's how much bad luck can happen to one person. I know, like, she's so positive and upbeat and exactly, smiling all the yeah. time. She's incredible. Yeah, and, mm. but they're just so well done, just the way he engages them, the way they, they're just so open about their story, and he's so emotional as well. Mm. Like, mm. like that makes you emotional watching him, and then the, the end result, you yeah. know, it's always so fantastic. Um, so for all of our international listeners who might not might not um, know what we're talking about. Do you want to explain? You know what, I, I don't know whether anyone can get on to... I don't know where oh, internationals can. can see it. We have a, our, our version of the, B, the British... of the BBC, free-to-air, free television, no adverts, mm. has a streaming service called iView. So look at Arne Doe, A-N-H... Is it D-O? Yep, yeah, I think so. And so you might even be able to find some of it. It might even be on YouTube. He is... A comedian and a TV personality and an artist, and he interviews people while painting their portrait, and it's just a really gentle chat. And I think because they're sitting there thinking about the painting that he's doing, they they seem really unguarded. Mm. It's extremely casual. I think it's the way he asks questions too. He's sort of he's able to get a lot out of people because mm. he's um he's non-threatening and he's he's a good listener. I think. Quite lovely. The one I liked the best was the Adelaide doctor who is an anaesthetist and also a cave diver. So he Mm. was one of the guys that was instrumental in getting the Thai boys out of the cave last year. And he's just hearing him talk about how emotional that was. He expected all of the boys to die. He went in and didn't think, I think it was 13 of them he got out. And even when he came out with the final boy at the end and he popped his head up, and he said to the guys on the on the on the shore, how how many? And they they nodded and said, yeah, all thirteen. And he thought that meant all thirteen had died, mm. but they'd all survived. I found it quite emotional. Yeah, and then was. even with his dad being really like, yeah, oh yeah, sick whilst he was yeah. away, like, but just yeah, it's just they're just really lovely to watch. There's a, there's none of them that I've watched and not enjoyed, yeah. and just listening to their stories, like just from, really compelling stories, yeah. all of them, aren't they? Yeah. It's a yeah. very different, nice show. And then moving on to something not different and nice, more action, The Boys, season two. I haven't started yet. Oh, it's very good. Um, so, yeah. They're, did they're... we talk about The Boys before? So yeah, they're like we did. an anti-superhero. They're, they're superheroes, but they're rat bags and yeah. they're commoditized. Yeah, they're the seven. So they're like the ones that live in, they live in this big city and they're like the seven, but they just go about their lives in this big city. But it's dark, it's dirty, it's... You know, it's, they've all got they issues. They swear a There's lot. There's a lot of swearing. There's a lot of on um, to the outside world. They look like these perfect superheroes, but inside they're they're all fucked up. Oh yeah, because one of them um, grabs the girl, doesn't mm, he? The new girl mm. comes in in season one, and he he. Oh, yeah. you said you hadn't seen this. Right, no, I've seen season one. Oh, haven't seen season right. two. Okay. So he grabs the new girl, and he's a bit. Uh, he does a little bit of workplace harassment oh, with her. Oh, it's worse I than think. that. Oh yeah, it's, it's worse than yeah, that. It's, it's weird, sexual, but, um, sexual assault. And that's what. So the, to the outside world, you'd you'd have no idea to the public in the in the cities. Um, but it's yeah, it's out on Amazon. The first three episodes came out at once, and then it's um, weekly from there, the one episode a week. Right. E- episodic. I'm still in season one, but oh. I'm loving it as a, as a non-action movie kind of person. I actually really like it because there's there's not as much action, and there's a lot more oh, yeah. character of, um, yeah. Two of the main characters actually Kiwi guys. Mm. Um, the guy that looks like Hugh Jackman. Homelander and Carl Urban. Oh. Yeah, he looks a yeah. bit like home. He looks yeah. a bit like Hugh Jackman, doesn't he? Yeah, so it's very good. So yeah. highly, highly recommend. So that's on Amazon, and then this is another TV show that we've all enjoyed, and I've actually paid money for it, so I had to buy it on Apple Says TV. A lot. 
and I, but it cost 29 Australian a season. There's two seasons out. Succession is awesome grown-up intelligent television. Yeah. It's like, it's said about, and it's sort of a, you guys sort of thought it was about the Murdoch family, it's which loosely, it sort of is. On. It's sort of like if you mashed Murdoch and Disney up together because they've got the theme parks mm. and then the cruise line mm. as well as newspapers and TV shows. So it's like a family that owns media and entertainment because they've got the bit of a Disney mashup because Disney have got the cruise line and the the world's hasn't it but I think some of the scandals that have happened uh, sort of mirror some of what's happened with the Murdoch family as well it's um, it's just really well written well written drama like Mm. the acting's amazing it's stunning locations in New York and the Hamptons and the boats and the millions and billions of dollars that they've got and um, shout out to Sarah Snook who's the Australian actress that's the daughter in the show but yeah there's what, four children that are all successors to the throne of the, the business and they're all just, as I said, they're all they're so all dysfunctional in their own way as well. They're vile. I don't think there's a nice character <laughs> in there. Even there's that one character who's um, Greg or Gregory. Oh, but he's, he's, he's sort of the outlier. He sort of comes in and he's trying to find his place in the family, if you like, in, in the business. But he's the only one that you don't actually detest completely, but yeah. the rest of them are disgusting. Yeah. They're one all disgusting. The... Compelling. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And one of the actors is um, Cameron from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh, yes. So yes he's yes. the guy who's depressed and lying in the bed in Ferris Bueller's. His yeah. Ferrari goes out the back. Yeah. And even him, like in the beginning, he's not as, he doesn't seem as bad as the rest of them. And then as his character develops more, he just becomes, like, you can see he's an asshole. He's completely deluded. Yeah, they're self really, They're just all oh, self obsessive. Like, entitled. Yeah, entitled. Horrible. Horrible yeah. people. It's, it's well worth a binge. Yeah. And then we'll just let, so it's very good, Succession on Foxtel. Then. Gary, you can talk about, we didn't watch it. As you know, we saw the first season of The Masked Singer. We went and were live on the show. We actually weren't singing. We were in the audience. We were heavily featured. Heavily featured. Um, But season two has come out. It's been affected by COVID. And I didn't watch the final finale. You watched the finale, Gary. What did you want to rave about? I did. I just wanted to give it kudos to how well they actually made it look so succinct and like and uh, they were in Sydney, they were in Melbourne and they were in New Zealand and they seamlessly did it with green screen technology to make it look like it was one one hour show that they'd filmed all in the same studio, even with the singers, the judges, the host. Um, if you if you were none the wiser, you would have had no idea that that was not filmed okay. in, in the one setting. Well, we just had a little sneak peek beforehand. And I'd have to agree. Good. Yeah, they did an amazing job. Yeah. So mm. who won it? The Bush Ranger. And who Bush was the two. Bush Ranger? Uh, Bonnie Anderson, who's the actress on... <laughs> Oh, I haven't really heard of her before, but she's an actress on Neighbours. She sounds like a country and western singer. Yeah, she's got a really good. Everyone thought it was going to be Jess. Jess everyone Malboy. thought it was Jess yeah, Nowboy, but that. it's not. It was it was Bonnie Anderson mm. and um, great voice. Um, yeah, Neighbours actress. Um, did she, did she, anyone guess it? Because I've never yeah, heard they of her did. before. Yeah, they did. Uh, Danny did, I think. She got an album coming out or something. Uh, no, but she's thinking of reinvigorating her yes, music career. Um, and runner-up was Kate Miller-Heidke, who was the queen. I expect her to win, I must say. Yeah, I don't really understand how they do the voting or the stuff, but I think it's just... I think it's quite loose. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. very, very loose. Mm. But anyway, kudos to them for, for pulling that off under very trying times in Melbourne. Yeah. Yeah, because Melbourne's been in lockdown now for, I don't know, must Forever. be six or eight six weeks. Six weeks, yeah. But like proper lockdown, yeah. not not lo- sort of lockdown that we had. But yeah, mm. they, they, they did very well. So if you get a chance, 
worth a watch. Now, next one. I actually watched this yesterday, yes. and you've all. Oh, you haven't watched it, have you? No, I haven't. So we're talking about My Octopus Teacher on Netflix. If you haven't watched it, stop everything mm. and watch it now. It watch it with the children and everybody. It is the most beautiful documentary ever. Yeah, it is. It really is. It's up there with the David Attenborough BBC. Totally. The, the, and I've been I've been um, likening it to Born Free back you know all those millions of years Elsa. ago. Elsa. Yeah, it was. It's one of those ones where there's a what really special. Oh, stop it. Stop it. <laughs> A special, me with a special connection between humans and an animal, and in this case, it's an octopus and a common octopus. This guy that basically has, um, he's completely stressed out and almost has a mental breakdown, I think, and it has to leave his world and you know get away from it all and goes to his family house, which is right on the water, the tip of South Africa. Yeah, onto the. Uh, it looks pretty Pacific rough. Or Atlanta, I can't no, remember. No, I think it was the Atlantic. I thought he said it was the Atlantic. Yeah, down the pointy Ocean. end of South Africa. Yeah, anyway. and it Where looks the very are. rough. Where the sharks are. I know, I can't believe he didn't get eaten by a shark. He, I don't think he ventured out that far. I think, you know, the kelp forest. He, he basically well, goes into a kelp. In shallow water. Yeah, I know, but the, I mean, there's just pajama sharks around that area, not the bigger ones. They're different to, to, I know. <laughs> different to trouser snakes, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, yeah, so anyway, he's um, he's completely stressed out and he, he needs a break. He understands he's got to kind of change something. And then he just decides to go diving every day just off his this house into this kelp forest and discovers an octopus and decides to go and visit her every day. And it's the story that emerges from there. Yeah, exactly. Well, they're very intellect animals. They used to, well, they used to use them in the lottery or something to, like, what? they used to have them as a, as a thing in the UK. <laughs> the psychic, with the psychic octopus that would choose about? the lottery numbers. When the, <laughs> so when the World Cups have been on, the soccer World Cups, the UK have had an octopus in a <laughs> tank with the teams lined up. And, and a couple of times in a row, the octopus has <laughs> swum over and picked who's going to win the next soccer match. Right. So it's a gimmick thing. But I think they know that they can go through mazes and yeah. remember where to get the treats from but this is this clever. is a completely wild octopus and it's really beautiful and he it's he stunning. is a cinematographer by trade and it's it's hard to imagine that it was only him down there with his fancy mm, camera mm. and he must have and some of them he must have had someone else with him whether it's his son or his brother doing some of the filming but it, it is up there with David Attenborough, yeah. BBC, filming quality. It's, it's shot in 4K. Oh, great. I it's can't amazing. It's beautiful. Mm. And then beautiful drone shots from above. It's it's absolutely exquisite. Yeah, I'm not very familiar with octopus. Like, well, yeah, you're yeah, not going to eat them it, again after no, watching them. Oh. Well, the closest I've got and, is Claire at a dance party. She's, <laughs> she's, she's very handsy. <laughs> like, <Gary>! very. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Goodness me. When I was... Um, when I was doing my 30 seconds of research for this, um, the podcast, I went onto Wikipedia to see what it said about the movie. And then it just, it said cast, Craig Foster, who's who's the guy who's, you know, the one who connects with the octopus. And then it just said little octopus. Oh. Another person in it. I know. It's no so more takoyaki for me. No, no. No. Absolutely not. No. So that was, um, that was one thing that we've watched recently. And then the next thing is the Paris Hilton Ooh, documentary. On, controversial. On YouTube. I don't understand why you think it's so controversial well, actually i i will are you trying to reconcile what you saw in the documentary as opposed to her her image that she's been I, portraying? interesting about her motivation for doing it and 
money. There was a little bit of product <laughs> placement in there. Even there's a scene in Mykonos and then there's quite a big long scene of the outside with the name of the hotel on the building. So and for, for know, absolutely uh, no reason. So I'm sure she got free accommodation. Yeah. I, I just... I, I just think it's really self I, I think it's quite self-serving I think her yeah. sister says and this is a quote from early on her sister says Paris is addicted to drama yes but <laughs> yeah you're holding As breath Claire <laughs> oh, no, look, yes I actually was thinking about this too but if you think about what she's been through as well so I guess I don't want to do have too many spoilers in this because I think everyone should watch it. Um, she's gone through some trauma, which I think is it's quite easy to see it's substantiated trauma because there's some other people that have gone through exactly the same thing, and it's um, it's not unknown, mm. unheard of. It's it's something happened to her at this particular school she went to. Um, but maybe the drama, like she wants, she's got drama in her life because she's not at peace. Yeah, it's just, I think it's just a really interesting insight. Like, I think someone that's had her life, that could have been three, four hours long. You could have seen her DJing gigs. Yeah. You could have seen, yeah, yeah. Or, you know, part more about the simple life, more about the thing mm. that, you know, to everyone's like, oh, she's come from money and to realise she actually hasn't really. Like, yes, I, I remember reading something years ago about but she's created the a fortune. sisters, yeah, saying that they keep calling them the heiresses, mm. but actually they're not, they don't stand to inherit that no. money at all. And they've been told by their parents they need to, they need to earn their own money. Yeah. I remember reading that years ago. So, I don't and know. Fact, the fact that she's, she's the first influencer, she started the selfie movement, you know, all that mm. sort of stuff. When you look back, maybe she did. Um, but it's just, I just, Thought it was a great little insight. Not um, oh, and then, the, and she... then the, the yeah, the, the I think the the, the the with the survivors and people coming forward about what she talks about in the doco. There's that big movement now. The fact that the voice that she's used for the last 15, 20 years is not her real voice. That's mm. an act. You know, she's she's obviously got some issues. So that, like that, that have stemmed from that that character, just from the upbringing. And you know, when you've led such a dysfunctional life in front of the media, the paparazzi. Mm. Um, I, I just um, thought it was quite really interesting. Yeah, I think can, I'm just before. No, you Claire can. I'm in. just trying to work out. I, I, you, I, I'm trying to I, phrase I, what I want to say without sounding awful. So you talk, and I'll just okay, try to put it in think. my head. You yeah. have a good thing. Tick, tick, uh, tick, tick. I think what I was going to say is that what she went through was fucking traumatic. The way they took her out of the house, like that. In the no of wonder the night. she has fucking nightmares every night. So that it's in itself is traumatic to do to a young adolescent. And then the stuff that she went through at school is awful. So she's clearly got PTSD. Um, and I think the reason she's doing this is, number one, because she's said in the documentary she doesn't want other people to go through this, so she wants to shed a light on it. And I think, number two, maybe this is the beginning of her trying to say, okay, because remember she was saying nobody knows about this, I haven't told anyone this. So this is the thing where she tells people so that she can then change her brand. Even her I mum. don't know. Her mum didn't her, know. Yeah, her, well, her that's, mom, na- that's the something parents. that they were one of the two things that... I, I think blindsiding your mother on camera by telling telling your mum for the first time. So maybe that sums up the relationship I she has with her mum that yeah. she couldn't oh, have that the conversation. The producer told her, not the producer told her, not yeah. not Paris. But anyway, no, I don't don't want to give it away too much. But I, look, it's free. It's on YouTube. It's a, it's a YouTube exclusive. She yeah. must have filmed it and sold the rights to YouTube. It, it's a uh, it's. It's worth a watch. It's a Sunday yeah. afternoon watch. It's just, a conversation just starter. Insight. Well, if you ever wanted to go anywhere and be different to what you are normally and be away from all prying lenses and in a different world, that would be Burning Man. As you know, Lisa You've been. and I... Yeah. Twice. As you know, Lisa and I have been to Burning Man twice. We went 2016, 2018. 
and we actually should probably do a whole episode without Gary about Burning Man. So no one can listen to it. So that no one listens Mm -hmm. to it. But it's an incredibly different place. There's no media, there's no commercial stuff, and it it is like spending a week on another planet. Mm. And you saw Paris at Burning Man. Mm. And who was Paris being at Burning Man when you saw her, albeit only for half an hour or so, but she was doing... She was being Paris, absolutely. She was... um, We were at uh, Robot Heart, which is a very well-known art car which rose around Burning Man and it's got this sort of um, wire structural heart on top of it which lights up at night in pink or red. And, um, you know, hot hot girls or hot guys, usually women, are sort of draped all over it and dancing and doing stuff all the time. And she, I was watching this woman who had a mirrored outfit on, it was sunrise, and so all the, all, the sun was kind of bouncing off her outfit. She was kind of mesmerising. I was watching her and then I saw this other girl um, you know, moving around and then there was a cameraman up there and she just started changing uh, when the camera was there and just was completely different energy to the other people that were up there. And I looked and went, oh, my God, that's Paris Hilton. Mm. And some friends of ours said, oh, well, Robot Hearts jump the shark having well, Paris Hilton yeah. up there. I mean, but interestingly also, remember our friend Drew. Hello, Drew, if you're listening. He was saying that he knew someone that knew Paris Hilton and said, yeah, she often comes to Burning Man. She doesn't. She's not part of a glamorous camp. She's just in an RV with a friend. They normally disguise yeah. themselves. They normally go in. Such... But she clearly wasn't here. She was up no. there being an influencer, and she was all. And one thing about but that's still two years ago. I yeah, guess. but it was all over her Instagram. Because mm. as soon as we got out, and it was all over Instagram, which again, I mean, I guess we put pictures of ourselves up there. But I, I just in... think that she wanted to go and be something that she's not and live under the radar. She could have a week off a year when she goes to Burning Man, but she was clearly up there doing the. I'm Paris Hilton, let me on the truck, I want to go up there. I've got mm. my, my friend here with a, a bazillion dollar zoom lens thing while I do this photo shoot on on Robot Heart at Burning Man purely as an influencer so she can, you know, who knows who she was wearing. So yeah, I don't may, know. Maybe, Donna. but again, that's two years ago. Maybe she, that was before all of this. Well, I can, I can raise you your uh, Paris Burning Man. Go on then. I've actually seen Paris a few times. Yeah. Oh, yes, because you saw her in Ibiza. I did, but I also saw her on Bondi Beach. Nate, oh. our friend DJ Nate has yes. a photo of, uh, with him and her at Coachella. Oh. oh. Yeah, well, no. I saw her at Bondi Beach when Kim Kardashian was her assistant oh, yes, friend right. yeah. back in, like, 2008, was she, maybe. Is she hot right now? So hot. <laughs> um, and then uh, three years ago, we went to Ibiza. And we were out one night, we had dinner, and we were like, we had a choice of two clubs to go to. And we were like, where do we go? And we had two choices. So one was Kygo playing at a venue and Paris Hilton was doing her residency at Amnesia. And then we were like, oh, which one should we go to? Oh, I don't know, I don't know. And at the time, Kygo was becoming quite big. Mm. It was when he had that um, Remind Me to Forget and It Ain't Me with like Selena Gomez. <laughs> I absolutely <laughs> no, no idea what you're talking about. No idea who um, you're talking about. And Stop anyway. playing with the Oshies, you <laughs> Jordan's infinite wisdom was like, oh, I've been to Amnesia before. It'll be amazing. Let's go. Let's go see Paris Hilton. So we went to see Paris Hilton at Amnesia. And? It was terrible. What was terrible about it? She was just a shit... Was she actually DJing? Or she, she was meant to be, but she was, she was not DJing. There was nothing about that live. She was bouncing around. She was singing. She was swinging from a, um, like a fireman's pole. And uh. then she'd go up to the thing. Her headphones would be down on the floor and she'd be up dancing, not even listening to the music. <laughs> yeah. um, the music was terrible. Uh, but anyway, it was just one of those that, experiences that, you know... You'll she looked hot right now. She looked hot. Yeah. yeah, cool. Yeah, I think she was in the 
the doco, she says that she was mortified mm. because she does her own DJing and it's all live and she, she does, does all not. of her own mixing. And then that's when she's at Tomorrowland. Mm. And then she spends quite a lot of time in front of the DJ deck without oh, the yeah, headphones I noticed that too. Ba- bouncing yeah. around. And our proper, friends who our are DJs, DJs don't, don't their do hands that. don't even leave the, you know, one hand might go up in the air, but they don't leave the decks. Not, yeah, I mean, she was getting paid them. like a million dollars mm-hmm. a night for that residency. Or per I don't understand year. that. How do they get their money back on that? They can't sell that many tickets, surely. When I mean, it's not cheap when you're there, but I mean, yeah. That's it, a lot of money. It's a lot. It's a lot. Understand. All right, I'm bored of Paris yeah, now. I mean, a, it's a it's a really nice doco. She got a lot of it shows you a different a different side to her. I guess I can't get my head around that. This is her launching her new, probably more adult, grown up, less. This is her turning into an well, adult, I, and rather than just doing it by actions, she's done this. She's done the doco and. Obviously I thought you were, bo- thought you were bored of her now. I, I know, but I've, I've just thought of something better to <laughs> oh, I, I'm bored of her, but I'll <laughs> do a three-minute rant. I still think it's self-serving. <laughs> rant alert. Right. Uh. Anyway. Nice. The end. Off you go. <laughs> right. Um, talky podcasts. Let's Off you go. Let's go to just. I was going to do just the gist, which is Rosie Waterland. So just Google just the gist. What Rosie Waterland for anyone that's not in Australia is sort of a, a writer and columnist who kind of got a, a big break because she started writing hilariously about The Bachelor mm-hmm. and made up, up all these funny names for everybody and got quite well known. But she's actually has written an amazing book. Um, which name escapes me, which is about the her childhood. Girl. The anti-cool girl. She grew up with um, um, addict, um, addict parents in housing commission, public housing, mm. and had a bit of a tough time, was really bright, went also, to private father, boarding school. Her father died as well. She mm. she was the first one to see the father and dead in the chair. Yeah. Oh, she's, had, she's had a lot. Her best friend committed suicide. Yeah, that's right. um, oh, the issues, the relationship yeah, with her mother. Her friend. Suicide, yeah. I thought he died of... Something like an asthma attack or something. No, I think it was suicide. Oh, was it? Oh, I could be wrong. Um, but then the, the she brought out the other podcast, the relationship with her mother. Yeah. Um, and now she's just got this, yeah, a, a talky podcast. So she's, if you see, it's a, actually, it's a really good book recommendation. So Rosie Waterland, the mm. anti-cool girl, she writes really well. It's really bright. But this just suggests she's through her life because she's had weird things going on. She gets sort of obsessed by things. So just suggest is giving listeners enough information to get through a dinner party knowing like you know what you're talking about so she's done one on the challenger disaster henry the eighth's wives um thinking not like our podcast no no (laughs) so lots of really random things but as she's grown up she's got obsessed with things and researched the crap out of them Mm. so one of the ones which she has oh she has a partner in crime on the potty as well called jacob jacob i was about to say caleb i'm glad someone's there but out of all of them they're all quite entertaining but the funniest one is about anish kapoor and Stuart Sempler. Anish Kapoor is a very famous, um, so famous I've never heard and, of him. And rich. And rich um, contemporary artist. Have you heard this, Gary? I've listened. You have yes, listened? I, was I like, have. Did right. you laugh no. out loud? I did. Mm. Yeah. It's, Hilarious. It's, 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 yeah, the way the story just develops and develops. And develops. <laughs> so, well, I, I actually Lisa's oh. words are much better than mine because I, I just, I just listened to My it words. and laughed about it. So the, the, the clear version of it is Anish Kapoor is a bit of an up himself, thinks he's really special, contemporary artist. He's probably older, richer, and not very friendly. Then there's Stuart mm. Semplar, who is younger and funkier and a little bit more into 
caring and sharing. Yes. And then on the side of this, there has been a thing, if you're into colours and science, making a colour that is the blackest black. And it's and it becomes really sciencey. So some sciencey people got together and they've made the blackest black the blackest black. And to make it so black, it has to be really sciencey. So you can't even paint it anywhere because you have to be in a lab and it's toxic because it's yes. all molecules and and, and bits and, and you things. Can't, <laughs> bits and things. And you can't put it on something that's bigger than like a meter by a meter mm. or even smaller than that. And it's yeah, it's hideously expensive so it's as very well. Fancy. So it's you know it's it's Sciency. actually completely inaccessible anyway. But mm. it's the blackest black. So anyway, Anish Kapoor is, is such a wanker that he he bought it and owns the rights to it and he mm. won't share it with anybody. Yeah, and so this is the story of Stuart Sempler, who is this sort of socialist, hippie-style artist that believes in art for the masses. Then just, he's almost like a mosquito that's just like attacking the whole time. It's like the the mosquito that buzzes near your Mm. ear and you can't get it. And then using social media to increase that mosquito. There's like a plague. And Anish Kapoor, so so Stuart Sempler... (laughs) buys or owns the pinkest pink ever or something it's called he commissioned it he commissioned it owns it and he's not just called it the pinkest pink ever or whatever he's called it he's called it the pinkest pink ever who every, everyone is entitled to use it except Anish I think Kapoor. That's, I think that's on his website when you buy it. You have to sign a declaration to say, I am not Anish Kapoor, I am not associated and with Anish Kapoor, give and I'm not going to give this to yeah. Anish Kapoor. <laughs> and I think now because that because the, he did the sparkliest sparkle or something mm. as well, and then he, did, he didn't do the white as white, but he did something else, and then he did a almost as black as black, and then I think he then did a blacker than black as black. So he actually managed to get a black that was blacker than the black as black (laughs) that Anish Kapoor owns. And, again, was selling it for, like, three pounds or something for people on his website. And every time someone goes to buy it, they have to sign this declaration or tick the box that says, I'm not Anish Kapoor, I'm not associated with Anish Kapoor, and I do not intend to give it to Anish Kapoor. And now you can get T-shirts with that on Ah, it. Remember, Jacob bought it for, um, for Rosie, I think. So it's, it's really, it's a funny, funny story. The they tell it better than it. we do. Oh, they, better. And, and if you actually better. go onto social media and you actually just go and look at what they reference mm. and then people, yeah. how people are trolling Anish Kapoor's yeah. um, And it appeared in the beginning and, that Anish Kapoor didn't realise yeah. that when, when he then painted, he put a post up about it that just made himself look even like more pathetic. Yeah. And he just didn't, he mm. just obviously older and didn't quite get the social media thing. But it no, was hilarious. No. And so, Stuart Sempler's got a real sense of humour about it as well. Whereas Anish Kapoor, you can see, didn't. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's, it's a laugh out loud. I mean, all of her stuff's quite entertaining. But this one, I was, I think I was driving back from Canberra, listening to it, just laughing out loud because it's so outrageous. But Mm. it's good. We'll we'll put a link in the credits, uh, in the notes, and um, yeah. Claire will do that. Add it to the. When I say we. I didn't realise you listened to it. I really enjoyed that. So we've only been talking for about four hours, and we're only halfway through our list. So we're now going to go on to. We might even um, do a little sign out for part one. Goodbye. No, not like that. <laughs> See ya. Not like that. So no, you've got your little no, catchphrase. We've got to do a whole, oh, catch no, we've bye. got. Shush. No, we've got to say, look, <laughs> this is the end of part one, and, you know, we'll do the rest of. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook. And like pop, us and, and part two will be Stay coming, tuned. coming very soon you don't want to miss part two <laughs> part two is the best bit yeah. bye bye, bye. bye. Right, no, we're, we're not going to make a cup of tea alright